But why did he prepare an ark? And very simply, it says, for the what? Saving of his household. See, Jesus Christ is a type of ark. They went into the ark and they were saved. They were delivered. It's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. So why in the days ahead, by harvest church, by faith, move with godly fear, prepared a spiritual ark for the salvation of people? There are people out there that need Christ. And so we have to have this mindset that we're going to do everything we can to prepare for the days ahead. Amen? Now, Hebrews 11, 6. Let me go, the preceding verse says this. But without what? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. That's quite a statement. How are you going to please God? Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is... And that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many believe God is? How many believe in God the Father? Of course you do. Well, you need to also believe he's going to reward you. Amen? Now, let me read to you some faith, just short statements of faith realities. I jotted these down. Then I'm going to read to you a definition here. Number one, faith pleases God. Number two, faith is not hope. Hope is future. Faith is now. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So hope, you can hope for things, but faith says, I have it now. Okay? Three, faith says the same thing the Word says. Faith speaks the word. Number four, faith believes God, believes that God has done it and is doing it. Number five, faith does not consider the circumstances. There's the tough one. Amen. Faith, you you walk by faith and not by the five physical senses. Some days... The way my body feels, wait till you get older. Sometimes you don't feel like you did did when you were 25. But faith does not consider the circumstances. Number six, faith grows out of the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. And this is probably one of the most important ones. Faith is an action. Say it. Faith is an action. The Bible says we live by faith, we walk by faith, we resist evil by faith, we overcome the world by faith, and we even die in faith. Now, I just want to read to you from E.W. Kenyon. Just permit me to do this. It's not that long. And uh, he describes what faith is. Let me see here where I want to start. 
He gives this example where a businessman came up to him perplexed about this subject of faith. He says, this faith business has, has me whipped, said a young man the other day. The pastor preached on it Sunday. He didn't tell me how to get faith, but he told me the necessity of it. Told what it could do for me. He quoted those wonderful sentences from the lips of the master. All things are possible to him that believes. And if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, I've tried to get it. I've done everything that I knew or anyone else could tell me, but it seems to be so elusive. Can you tell me where the difficulty lies? I liked him. He was so frank. This is Kenyon speaking, the author. So genuine. The distress in his eyes challenged me. I said to him, faith comes through the word of God. Say that. You have faith in the man for whom you work. If he promises you a raise in your salary, you wouldn't question it. You have faith in the bank where you do business. Well, I don't know about that. <clears throat> if they told you that your account was overdrawn, you wouldn't question it. You know that you and your word are one. You are back of every word, back of every word that you promise. God and his word are one. God is back of every word that he promises. Not only is he back of it, but his throne is back of his word. He said, I watch over my word to perform it. He's a businessman. He knows that his word is the foundation of everything, so he stands back of it. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. This is the thing that gives faith integrity of this word. Faith comes by hearing, understanding it by it becoming a part of us. I'm going to say a hard thing. I'm sure you'll, you will understand me. Lying and deceit and dishonesty are the badges of the world. We see it in the international relationship between nations. They have their secret servicemen listening in everywhere, robbing each other blueprints of warships, etc., until there's no chance of security anywhere. This is the reason for our unbelief. The air is pregnant with it. When we come up against the word of God, which cannot lie and cannot be challenged, somehow or another, we are unprepared to accept it. Satan is a liar and he's the God of this world. Jesus came as a revelation of truth. He is the only one who ever made men honest or become honest. When to tell the truth meant that they would be burned at the stake. Here we see the foundation of this faith. You come to know Jesus through the word. Don't let that fly over your head. You come to know Jesus through what? The word. He introduces you to the father. Then you begin to act on the word, test it out as it were. After a bit, you'll find that acting on what Jesus said or the father said becomes as natural as acting on the word of the man for whom you're working. He said, after careful thought, thank you. I believe I've learned something I've never seen before. There is but one foundation for faith, the living word. As we become one with the word in our actions, then faith becomes an unconscious reality. You never think of your faith. You only think of the need and his ability to meet it. If you wish faith to grow and become robust and strong, soak in the word, feed on it, meditate on it, till you become one with it in the sense that you are one with your business. 
Find out what you are in Christ, what your privileges are, what he thinks of you, what he says of you. You will find all this in the word. Faith is giving substance to things hoped for. Faith is grasping the unrealities of hope and bringing them into the realm of reality. Faith grows out of the word of God. It is the warranty deed that the thing for which you have fondly hoped is at last yours. It is the evidence of things not seen. You hope for finances to meet that obligation. Faith gives assurance that you'll have the money when you need it. What's faith say? My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You hope for physical strength to do the work that you know you must do. Faith says God is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Since knowledge is given to the church mental assent, which looks so much like faith that many people cannot see the difference. Mental assent, and there, this is a lot of Christians today. Mental assent is seeing it, admiring it, saying it is true, but not in my case. Mental assent agrees that the Bible is a revelation, that it came from God, and that every word is true, and yet when the crisis comes, it does not work. It simply recognizes the truthfulness of that wonderful book, but does not act upon it. Hope says, I'll get it sometime. Faith says, I have it now. Mental assent says, it is beautiful. I know I should have it. For some reason, I don't get it. I cannot understand it. Sense knowledge faith says, when I see it, when I feel it, I will know I have it. Sounds like Thomas's faith, doesn't it? Sense knowledge faith says, when I see it, when I feel it, I know I will have it. Real faith. Say real faith. Real faith in the Word says, if God says it, it is true, it is. If He says, by the stripes I'm healed, I am. If He says that God shall supply every need of mine, He will do it. If God says He's the strength of my life, He is. So I go about doing my work because He is what He says He is, and I am what He says I am. If He says He cares for me, I know He does. So quietly, I rest on his word. What's Noah's name mean? Rest. If he says he cares for me, I know that he does. So I quietly rest on his word, irrespective of evidences that would satisfy the senses. Real faith is built on the word. It is untarnished by sense knowledge. It is as unconscious of itself as is the faith of a little child in its mother. The child never says, now, mother, I believe your word. I know that if I ask you for a piece of bread, you'll give it to me. If it said such things, it would frighten the mother. She would wonder what had happened to her child. We have built around faith a strange wordology that is like a barbed wire entanglement. You hear men and women cry, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. You hear them pray for faith. You hear men tell God that they know that what he says is true, but every word he has spoken is true. All that indicates the dominion of sense knowledge over their spirits, that the word has not yet gained the supremacy in their lives. Faith is the result of the word dwelling in you and I. The word what? I don't mean the word committed to memory. 
I mean the word lived, practiced, until it has become a part of ourselves. We meditate in it. We think deeply in it. We feed upon it. The word becomes a very part of ourselves. The word's alive, people. This word of faith builds into us a confidence and assurance. Sense knowledge will fight every step of the way to hold us in the realm of things seen, felt, and heard. But we persistently drive ourselves into the Word until the Word is a part of our being. The Word of God is real. Now, I know that's a lot, and his... his a lot of his stuff, it's just meat. You've got to read it and read it and read it and go over it and over it. But that's the best definition of faith. Noah, by faith, built an ark. Amen? By faith, built an ark. Look at, Hebrew, or excuse me, look at uh, Genesis 6. Go back to Noah in Genesis chapter 6. So in the days ahead, how do we prepare? Faith. Well, what if I don't see it? What if I don't feel it? It's by faith. How do you prepare for revival? In Genesis chapter 6, in verse 9, the margin of my Bible, the title says, Noah pleases God. Well, We already learned how to please God. Faith. It says, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect or blameless or an individual that had integrity in his generations. Noah walked with God. Say, Noah walked with God. Amplified says he was in habitual fellowship with God. Now, this is what I want you, to, want you to see about Noah, because we're talking about the subject of faith and Noah's faith specifically. Look at verse 22. What did God tell him to do? Build an ark. Look at verse 22. Thus, Noah what? Did. Say, Noah did. According to all that God had commanded him, So he did. Okay, look at chapter 7, look at verse 5. He gives him the the command about the animals and what to do. It says, verse 5, And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Look at verse 9. Two by two they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, female, as God had commanded Noah. Then look at verse 16. So those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Noah did. Noah did. Noah did as God commanded him. That's faith. Faith is an action. Faith gets things done, even though it can't see it in the natural. It might be hoping for revival, but faith says, I'm going to act like it's now. Faith 
says, I'm going to act like revival. What the prophets are saying, what God is doing today on the earth is now. That means you're going to have some action to back up your faith. Faith is an action. Your actions, very simply, reveal your faith. Look at Romans 4. I shorten my message today because I want you to get the restaurant before the Baptists. No, I'm just kidding. But I did shorten it up because I just really wanted to concentrate on this. I, I, just, I just love this scripture, and this scripture speaks volumes to me. As you're finding Romans chapter 4, I want to read to you again. Hebrews eleven seven by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen moved with godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his household. Now here's another example of Abraham's faith in Romans four, and we're not going to read it all, but we're going to start with verse seventeen. It says, "As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations." Is that what God spoke to Abraham? Yeah. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. We're talking about, we're talking about Abraham. And not being weak in faith and not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead. Weak faith considers the body. Weak faith considers the circumstances. You want to find out if you have weak faith or strong faith? Are you looking at what's going on in the natural? Amen? Well, I'll believe if if there'll be an earthquake after Trump's speech... Well, there was. But if you're living your life by what you feel and what you see and what you experience every day, you're not in faith. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. Dear Lord. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, 90 years old. Can you imagine that? No wonder Sarah laughed. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced and being fully convinced and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. I'll give you a real simple formula for faith. Abraham believed God's word. Noah, did he believe God's word? Yes. God spoke to Abraham, I I have made you a father of many nations. He heard that word. He received it and he believed it. Amen? Number two, he did not consider contradictory circumstances. He did not consider his 100-year-old body and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Amen? So faith does not look 
at circumstances. Number three, he gave praise to God. It says, but the the Amplified says, but he gave strong, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. That's the simple formula. He believed God's word. He didn't consider the circumstances. And he gave praise to God. See, a lot of times we ask God for things. And we keep asking him for the same thing. Lord, we need money. Tomorrow then. Lord, I need money. Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need healing. Next day. Lord, I need healing. Faith asks once. Say once. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. Ask once. Then what do you do? You thank him. You lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. I know in the natural, I don't see, you know, the money. But I'm believing. And see, this is how I pray every week for the church. Lord, we need $4,000 a week. I thank you for that $4,000. Satan, you're bound from stealing that $4,000. Angels, you're loose to go and bring in that $4,000. And then I, then I end it with this. Because my God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ, Christ Jesus. Faith speaks the word. Remember, we already told you that. Faith speaks the word. So an hour later, I come back and say, oh, God, we need $4,000. It's not here yet. It's been an hour. Now, that's stupid. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for that $4,000. Thank you for meeting our need. You know how many many needs God has met this preacher's prayed for in the last 30-plus years? And he's met our need. He's met our need. That's just a simple formula. Well, that's how Noah operated. That's how Abraham and the rest of those Great patriarchs operated. They operated in faith. Now, I'll close with this. And I wrote some of these things down, and I, I gave some serious thought to this. How do, how, do, how do you prepare for the days ahead? How does Harvest Church prepare for the days ahead? See, you either believe God is going to pour out His Spirit on planet Earth, and we're going to have, we're going to have some exciting things happen, Or you don't believe. Do you believe or you don't believe? Those of you that believe that's going to happen, stand up. Okay, you can sit down, Terry. (laughs) I made Terry get up. Sit down. If you believe God's going to do some, pour out his spirit on the days ahead, then we need to be like Noah. We need to be like Abraham. I love that ark. I always wanted an ark. Years ago when the kids were just tiny, we were going through Kansas, and I saw an ark. I said to myself, I want one of those for a playground. Well, that was a request, and it was met many years later when Pastor Brad and the rest of you built that ark. I like that ark. You know, huh? went through the flood. So in the days ahead, we're going to have to be like Noah. We're going to have to be like Abraham. If we believe God's going to do some miraculous things and we're going to have supernatural revival, then we're going to have to act on that. What do you mean? Well, we're going to have to do some things to get ready. 
Are you pregnant? Yeah. You going to have a baby? Yeah. What are you going to do? Just sit for the next how many more months? Mom, is it here yet, Brad? Nope, ain't here yet. What are you going to do? You got your nursery done? You're working on it, aren't you? Or you're, amen? You got to prepare for the baby. It's coming. Well, there's no baby. It's there in your tummy. Then what, what are you doing? Why don't you just wait till the baby's born, then get the nursery ready? Well, why do that? Do it ahead of time. Then the baby, just go in and throw that baby in the crib and it's all ready and change the diapers and the whole thing. Don't throw the baby in the... That didn't come out right. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Is that the expression? No, you start doing some things now by faith. Baby's not here yet, but you're still thinking about. You women that have had babies, you're thinking about... What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? What are we going to have to change? Dads are going, oh, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to have to get up in the middle of the night. See, Mike, you might, Micah, you just, I'll give you some advice. Why don't you put your resignation in with BL construction before the baby comes? That would be a wise thing to do because he's going to just crawl to work some days. you got to prepare. How do you prepare for revival? You listen and heed what the prophets are saying. Here's what the prophets have been saying. A new era is here. Not going to be here. It's here. We are transitioning. We're making changes. What that say up there about Harvest Church? The future of Harvest Church is changing. The coming decade will be a time to come face to face with the Lord. This will be a decade of difference because he's given us a kingdom authority for his hands to work on another generation. So we've got to become more generation-minded the next generation. Promote my mercy and goodness. The church must speak mercy or declare mercy. These are just some things that are they're being spoken today. And everyone said amen. Number two. Make your spiritual life and your daily fellowship with God a priority. If God is not a priority in your life right now, he better become a priority. This word must become a priority to you. Your relationship and your fellowship. You might be in relationship with God. In other words, you're born again in Jesus, your Lord and Savior. You prayed that prayer. But you might not be in fellowship with him. You might not be in fellowship with him. You might not be in the Bible. You might not pray. You might not worship. You might not think church is important, but in these last days it is. Number three, lift your eyes up and look. Say, look. What do you need to look at? You need to look at the fields for the ripe for harvest. There are people out there that don't know Jesus. And Harvest Church, you, if you're a member of Harvest Church, you need to be concerned about the lost. You 
You need to be concerned about those people that were, that if they die right now, you know they'd go to hell. You need to have a heart. See, I must have a heart for souls. Number four, get out of debt. If you're not out of debt, get out of debt. Did you hear me? Number five, discover your gifts and be a blessing to your church. Thank you. Discover your gifts. In other words, do what your hand can find to do. Do something in the local church. And we're blessed. We have people that know how to work in this church because you got pastors that know how to work. In fact, I'd be a workaholic. Brad, you're getting close. You better watch it. You got a lot of you guys know how to work. Find your gift and just function in that gift. Amen? Number six, here's one that's important. Learn how to witness. Well, I don't know. I'm scared to. Yeah, I know it's an awkward thing. I've got friends, a friend right now that's on oxygen. His days are numbered. He don't believe in God. And I think about that a lot. I'm, I'm praying and believing for, for his salvation. And you know people out there, might be neighbors and friends and relatives that don't know Christ. I, I, I got to tell you this. I'll tell you a little story. I went fishing. Caught one drum, Brian. I wanted to be by myself. I didn't want her to go, and I didn't want Micah to go. That's the honest of God's truth. I just wanted to be by myself. Have you ever been that way, Steve? Just leave me alone. So I go down there, walk up there, and the fishing wasn't any good. And I always pray that everybody else will leave. Why do I do that? Because when they leave, I catch fish. I don't want them to see where I am. I'm catching fish. Brian gets it. Brian prays that way. Well, here comes people. It's a circus. First, the sheriff goes by three times. Stop. Somebody must have called him, and, and then that truck left. And pretty soon, here comes a truck, and out comes a family. And I mean to tell you, they were a crew. They're the ones that used, kind of, that used to get her dad upset and mad to the point where little kids running around weren't watching them. First thing he does, he gets out of the truck, and he yells at me. Catching anything? And I said, no, I just got here. Well, I really had been there a while, but I I didn't want to carry on a conversation. And they get out there, and they they were a crew. Pretty soon, they're arguing and fighting, and the F word's flying. Clear up down. They're down two blocks away down, the, and he's yelling blankety-blank at the little kid this high. And pretty soon the little kid says something to mom, and she hauls off and whacks him right across the face. And I didn't like that. And pretty soon I just, I just left. I came home. I said, oh, my God, he just turned my stomach the way they were treating their children. I was on the opposite side. They Nothing they could do, and I thought to myself, geez, if I had a gun, I could just kind of shoot at their feet, make them dance a little bit. 
then part of me wants to go up top the dam, go across over and do kung fu on all of them. I don't know kung fu, so I get my butt whooped because he was a big guy. Another thing was 911. Well, the sheriff had been there, and I figured he'd come back again. And I thought to myself, every one of them is headed for hell. They don't know Jesus. Those children, you could just tell they were, they were nervous acting. Why were they nervous acting? Because their parents beat them, probably. And it grieved my heart, and I knew it grieved the heart of the Father God because those children are his kids, too. There are people out there, the only answer is Jesus Christ. So we need to learn how to witness. We need to learn how to invest in another generation. Amen. Have I said anything today? You know, I think it was about an ark, building an ark. No, without DeWalt tools, that's what I learned today. Here's a dream. I asked Julie if I could read it. it was, she had it from 2007. This will be the last thing. Stand up. I wanted to share this Wednesday night, but I'm going to share it now. 2007, my gosh, that was 13 years ago. I was at home, and I realized I was pregnant and going into labor. I didn't know or have a clue about this. I didn't look pregnant, but I knew I was in labor. I told Shane we needed to go to the hospital because I was in labor. He kept asking me, how did this happen and how come I didn't know? He kept saying, why aren't we prepared for this? To my surprise, we ended up at the church. And as I walked into the sanctuary, there were many beds lined up on the south wall and all kinds of pregnant women in labor and I, that I didn't know. What? Yeah, you can think about that. Let me read it. There was several church people I recognized along the north wall. Okay, there you go. You can figure that one out. She's in all this now because of her dream. She had a dream with north, south, east, and west. Recognized along the north wall, or people, there were several church people I recognized along the north wall talking amongst themselves and asking the questions of what are we going to do and why wasn't anyone aware? Some of them looked dumbstruck and couldn't even respond. As my birthing pangs became stronger, I noticed the other women's pangs were stronger and, and is that the word pang, pains? Were also stronger and the woman, women in the beds cried out for help and two nurses dressed in all white were responding. They were coming in and refilling their IV bags and trying to comfort and bring peace to these women. Have you ever tried to comfort, give peace to a pregnant woman that's about ready to have a baby? You get slapped most of the time. They were obviously overwhelmed and were needing help, yet no one was responding. One woman fell out of the bed to the floor and was needing help, while all the people just looked at her and didn't help her. 
I kept asking people, is someone going to help that lady on the floor? She needs help. To my surprise, everyone was caught up with themselves and kept asking the questions, why weren't we prepared for this? And how come we didn't know about this? 2007. Now, you have a dream. Sometimes dreams are just for you. I believe that dream is for the church. That was 13 years ago. Well, we haven't seen that. I haven't seen, well, there's one pregnant woman here. She's not having birth pangs yet. I'm trying to get your attention. I said, I'm trying to get your attention about what's coming. Do I have your attention? Father, today I thank you for your word. I thank you for Noah's Ark. Type and shadow of Jesus Christ. He's the ultimate spiritual ark. We need to get prepared, Father. I know it in my heart. Kathy knows it in her heart. And there's some people here that do know and some that don't have a clue. I pray, Father, by your spirit that you'll wake them up. And they'll begin to spiritually prepare for the days ahead. They'll begin to prepare in the natural for the days ahead. They'll live like revival is now. Oh, Father, I know (laughs) we've missed it more than once as a church body. But you still love us. The thoughts that you think towards us are peaceful thoughts. And you desire to give us a glorious future. Oh, Father, we don't want to miss it as a church body in in these last days. We want to be prepared for all that you have for us. Holy Spirit, teach us what we do not see. Help us receive it. Help us believe it. Help us to act upon your word daily. Wake us up by your Spirit. Just as Noah and Abraham acted on what they believed. Father, let Harvest Church in the days ahead act on what your prophets are speaking in this hour. Everyone involved. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, some might say, well, I'm retired, or I'm near retirement. You should never retire spiritually. Even if you're retired, you should be doing more for the church than when when you were working. There's days I've thought through the years, oh, it'd be great to be retired. Then I realized I'm a preacher. I can't. Did you want to say anything? Gee, Pastor, you're pretty serious today. Yeah, I am. I take the things of God pretty serious.
And I got to get my acting, my life in gear just like you. So let's prepare. Amen. Anyone, I'll let you go. Anyone need prayer for your physical body? Okay. Say, Pastor, I received the word. I believe the word. I'm going to act on it. In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you Wednesday night. God bless you.